Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Buzzwords, Conversations about Teaching and Learning at Shenandoah University, where we talk about working and learning at SU, and hopefully a lot more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Karen, the fairy pod mother, Lucas. I'm Scott King. I'm one of our hosts this season. Um, I teach in the psychology department. I used to be chair of the department, but my time has ended as chair, and I could not be happier for that. Uh, my other co-host today is Melissa Smelter-Craft. Melissa. Melissa Smelter-Craft, executive director of operations for the women's basketball program here at Shenandoah. Mm -hmm. Excited to be here for season two, Scott. This is awesome. Where's Joey? Where is Joey? I don't know. We, we do have a producer, a new producer this season. Uh, Sean Kelly is a senior in the business school at Shenandoah. He studies eSport management and business administration. Um, but yeah, Joey Gariziak, we've got an empty chair in the studio here. Joey was uh, eSports director of the year. What do you think, Mel? Has he gotten too big for his britches? Yeah, he, um, he's just too big time for us regular folk. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but we just couldn't get it on his calendar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we hope we might we might have Joey back here in the studio. I heard he's at a conference this weekend in Chicago. Uh, apparently he hasn't heard that you can do conferences on Zoom now. That might just be a, an excuse for him to, to big time us. It might be a lavender conference. We know Joey's a big lavender fan. I'm picturing um, the emphasis of like Shen and Broa happening in <laughs> Chicago right now. Actually, that's what I'm yeah. picturing. A place that I probably wouldn't want to be right now is an eSports convention in Chicago with Joey being carried around, <laughs> you know, wearing a cape. And that's right. That's right. Know. Joey is the hero of the, uh, the eSports program here at Shenandoah. On these posters that you might see in HHH, there's Joey with his headset looking tough. Um, I think Joey did some push-ups before he took that picture. Just to uh, definitely swole. Yeah, flex. The I, I think that shirt is actually a schmedium, so he looks he looks pretty buff in it. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, Joey. Well, if you can find it in your your busy schedule to come back to the pod, we'd we'd love to have you back. I think. Um, so this season on buzzwords, we're talking to staff at Shenandoah University. Last season was focused on teaching. Um, this year, we're, we're talking to staff. I'm going to introduce our first staff guest in a moment here. Uh, Melissa, can you recap us on how we did last year? Yeah. Uh, last year, we crushed with 526 downloads from our website, subuzzwords.podbean.com. We had seven ratings on Apple Podcasts. I think six of them were Scott. <laughs> so let's, please, our, your feedback is certainly welcome here. Uh, but subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, our email remains buzzwords at su.edu. So please hit us up with suggestions, breathy feedback, <laughs> uh, and, and so on and so forth. But we certainly have um, – we had a meeting a couple weeks ago and kind of talked through some things that we wanted to evolve and work on. So we've got some new – subjects to cover and obviously we're shifting towards staff which is great because I am a staff member not a faculty member and uh, I'm really excited about Andy Woodall is here with us so I'm really excited because I get to work really closely with Andy and I'm hoping that we can continue to grow and get new new listeners and continue to expand through our Shenandoah community. 
Yeah, with that email address. I know we're really on the cutting edge of social media <laughs> with an email address. Uh, buzzwords at su.edu. I think we got three or four actual emails last season. Um, I found one in there today. I haven't checked it since last season. There was one from Karin with some suggestions on guests for this season. Oh, fantastic. And Andy was one of those suggestions. So for two Great minds. There. Great yep. minds. And then somehow that email address got subscribed to a Reddit thread about Costco. Like <laughs> I had 30 or 40 unread emails in there just with like every post that people put on Reddit about Costco. And I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm <still> trying <laughs> to figure that out. I mean, I go to Costco a lot, but I, I didn't put buzzwords at su.edu into uh, some sort of Reddit thread for it. Who knows? Um, so give us more emails. Give us some feedback. We don't just want to see what's going on on Reddit about Costco. So our guest for today is Andy Woodall. Andy works in admissions, to put it brief, but he is the Assistant Vice President of Recruitment and Admissions here at Shenandoah University. Andy earned a BS in social work from George Mason and then an MSW from the University of Maryland. Andy's hobbies include being a dad, a husband, cooking, running, cheering for the Shenandoah University Hornets, and enjoying craft beer. He's been at Shenandoah for eight years, coming here in 2013 to work for admissions. So thank you, Andy, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm learning new terms, Shenandoah. Uh, I, I need that, to learn that, more about listen, that. Listen, we don't want to learn that term. Nah, I actually, I take that immediately out of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it, and, you know, who knew that uh, Costco cared about podcasting? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Who knew? Maybe, maybe someday uh, there'll be a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, there you wow. go. Wow, we could get some, some discounts. Subliminal uh, yeah. Costco sponsorship Costco can there. Sponsor us. That's good. So, of all those hobbies, Andy, let's see: dadding, husbanding, cooking, running, cheering for Hornets, craft beer. Uh, which one takes up the most time? Dadding, for yeah. sure. Uh, so much so that the running probably habit is no longer much of a much of a uh, hobby. Uh, you know, you, I I just started coaching uh, my 13-year-old daughter's. Uh, soccer team this year oh, as the fun. assistant coach, yeah. uh, which is now adding a new component to uh, taking time away from everything else. Um, but it's adding time with her too. So, Melissa, any suggestions on uh, coaching 13-year-old girls? I'm all no, ears. No, and that's why please. I coach 18, 19, 20. Yeah. yeah, no, I have no suggestions. Yeah, we uh, had Don't overthink it. That's my advice, though. Don't overthink it. Be took, positive. Don't overthink it. Took the first loss on Saturday, first game of the season. Yep. Tough loss, 0-1. How much so. sleep did you lose? None. Good for you. Yeah, Good none. job. Oh, a tight game. One nil. That's yeah, one nil. It was a fluke of a goal. Was this the, you know. the rec league, the Blue Ridge United? Uh, we actually live in Loudoun County, so it's a Lou Loudoun soccer okay. yeah. uh, rec league. So, yeah, she's she uh, she she played well. She was a goalkeeper. So, you know, it was Ooh. it was it was a tough loss with that fluky goal. From, so but then my other daughter scored two goals on Sunday in her in her travel league team. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. So you got a soccer family. Soccer right. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much every day literally is spent. I'm on a soccer field in some way, shape, form. I'm with you. My son, Sam, he plays travel soccer here. Okay. He's nine. And then Colette just stopped soccer. But I was I coached her under 12 girls right. team yeah. last season. Then you need to give me some advice then, it's, Scott. Yeah, it's different than coaching eight-year-old boys. Yeah. Uh, a lot of feelings. L a, lo <laughs> a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> From <laughs> Scott. Yeah, I just got all the feels. <laughs> right. that, that sounds bad. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, you got to put more thought into um, like team chemistry. I right. feel like, and it, yeah. you know, it could be the age too. It was like little boys that just wanted to run around the whole time. Sure. Versus you know, ten-year-old middle school yeah. girls. Um, but it, it was fun. Yeah, was these fun. are all these are all eighth graders, so they're uh, yeah, but definitely all the emotions out there all the time. Uh, we need to work on our communication. That's that's the that's the that's going to be the theme of practice this week. Communication, talking. Yeah. That's the theme of every practice. Yeah. that I coach at Shenandoah. Yeah, so that's probably true. Yeah, I, these are all points that don't go away. Ke- yeah. Culture, chemistry, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of communication, we have some topics, some segments that we want to communicate with you, Andy, about. Um, some of these, if you're a, a longtime listener, you might recognize from last season. But we've got a, a couple new ones, too, for our, our staff members this year. First one, an old favorite, uh, everybody's highs and lows, where we talk about our best and worst events from the past couple weeks. Melissa, you got a couple? Sure. Uh, I'd like to extend it and and kind of recap just maybe since summer, I guess, just to be all encompassing. But um, I guess for me, a high would be just being back. It feels as normal as possible um, around campus. And and by normal, I mean not getting a parking spot. So that's been great. (laughs) Um, No, just the hustle and bustle has been cool. We did an overnight visit for a recruit the other day. We hadn't done that in two years. I mean, that's crazy. So the vibe on campus has been really solid. I just – I really appreciate everybody's energy. It's been really exciting. Um, A low for me would be I was in a pretty major car accident this summer, uh, and uh, this is going to be a new party trick for me is, like, never have I ever totaled a Shenandoah school car. (laughs) I I can play that card now – card now, excuse me. But just still recovering from that, I think uh, my summer was – kind of slower than usual. I was in bed for most of the month of July, but feeling grateful to be healthy and back and working, doing some PT now to get back to being able to take errant shots off the basketball rim to my head (laughs) from my team without any long-term injury. So, um, but no, just excited to be back on campus and I love the September vibes. Yeah, Andy, you, uh, so in admissions, you all have some vehicles that you drive around. We do. All over the place. Uh, it, was a, it was a bad summer for uh, Shenandoah vehicles because we lost one as well. Not nearly as uh, uh, catastrophically as, as Melissa, but, yeah, we lost one as well. Uh, engine failure Ooh. completely just uh, died on us. So uh, it was a b- bad summer for Shenandoah vehicles. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't put that on my low list. Nec- I mean, at the end of the day, sure. you know, uh, certainly it's sad to see it go, but. Um, I'll get over it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Good. So, don't, don't. Um, yes. But yeah, I, I think for me, uh, so we, for us, the end of ad drop in admissions, the end of ad drop is kind of a really big signifier of the end of our work with us, with the class, uh, with the entering fall class. And so with ad drop ending this past Tuesday, um, this week was a big high for us. Um, we were able to bring in actually our second largest total class uh, when you combine graduate transfer and first-year students this year, amazing. We brought That's in uh, we brought in our second largest first-year class, our second largest graduate class. So wow. a lot of really, really amazing things that this team's been able to accomplish, um, and a lo- and a lot of success. So it was we had a nice celebration on Thursday. Um, it's always great to be able to recognize the team 
let them know that they're doing great work um, and, and for them to really feel that. That's uh, great. I, th I, think, I think in a year where you're coming off the highest we ever had, which was last year, it, it's hard to not feel like you failed in some way at times. And so it's really doubly important in a year like that where we, where we celebrate that and make sure everyone sure. knows that you know, we're still doing really, really good work. Right. For sure. I would so. imagine compared to other Virginia private schools, you have to be feeling pretty good, though. We we are feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, there. This is a tough time as a as a, I mean, just in general for for college enrollment. You know, I think there's a lot of schools that are still really trying to adapt to a new environment where you don't get the face to face time as much as you used to. Um, and how do we utilize new tools like Zoom and and other virtual platforms to make sure we're still connecting, um, but just not doing it in a face-to-face -face way. Um, and so we've, I've certainly been in contact with a lot of my colleagues at other Virginia schools and um, their week was not as celebratory as ours for sure. Um, and that doesn't mean they're, they're not doing good work and they're, they're not doing their best. I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it for us is Shenandoah is a really dynamic place um, where we do different things, where we create esports programs, where we, where we really try to do things outside of the norm, and so a lot of students see that and and choose us because of that. And a I think lot the of TTL podcast has helped enrollment as 100%, well. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean I, that's all we ever hear um, from our prospective students is. Isn't this where the TTL podcast is? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm sure uh, an eight, you know 18 year old can't sit still for 30 minutes to listen to this. Right. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No offense to them, of course. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's so that was definitely a high for us this week, for sure. For me, this week. Well, coming off last year, you know, you had to expect there would be like you know a, a downturn or a bit yep. of a, a drop, but then to have the second highest class is really amazing yeah yeah I, I I was um I think we all I think going into fall 2020 when the pandemic started I think we all were just pretty pretty nervous about what does it mean f in general how do we do this how do we figure out an, an environment where we're not going to actually have any college fairs no visits to high schools none of the things that we traditionally do or, or other colleges and things like that um but kudos, again, kudos to the team in figuring out how to make it work. We were one of the first schools that moved to online environments for our open houses. Then we were one of the first schools to start visits back up mm. when, we, when we were coming back out of it. Um, and so I, I, think, I think that adaptability was, was really key for us um, and, and the team being willing to uh, get outside their comfort zone and, and really try to do things differently. Um, because I think there's a lot of schools that weren't willing to do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, as, as faculty, um, you know, I can say we, we're very grateful that we all have jobs uh, paid for by Thanks. the students who pay in tuition sure. to come to Shenandoah, who admissions brings in. Yeah. And, you know, faculty, we like to complain about being asked to do this and, and making phone calls to students sure. and postcards and emails. And, uh, but it, it's all, you know, for the good of the whole. Right. Absolutely. And, I, and we would not, I think, without the faculty involvement, um, without the staff involvement, this is, not, this is not a success of the admissions office. This is a success of the university, for sure, um, because it, is, it does take uh, a, a university-wide effort for that level of success to happen. Um, and so the, the, 
the faculty's efforts in, in making that extra phone call and going that extra mile to, to send a, a video of themselves, which I know faculty were asked to do. And yeah, and I some, think I, I might have emailed you a complaint about you, that. One you did. You did. Um, but I, and so I know not everyone was comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, but but the willingness to do it, nonetheless, even though you're not comfortable, I think uh, speaks volumes about about how our community here at Shenandoah values our students and values that sense of that that sense of furthering our community along the way. What's your low? My low, so uh, I will say my low from this past week, uh, I made a decision, I don't want to go into too much detail because I think it impacts, it impacts people personally, so I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but I made a decision that was not a good decision, and, and it really made uh, a staff member of ours feel like they were not valued. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, so to me, that, for, for me, I always really... Um, put a lot of importance on staff feeling valued and feeling fulfilled. And if I, if I actively make a decision that does the opposite of that, it, it stings. Um, it stays with me for quite a while. Uh, and so I'm still, still reeling from that a little bit. Uh, but, but that was, that was the low for the week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. Maybe they'll listen to this and hopefully, hear, hopefully we'll see Hear that you, uh, you know, have those regrets. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, high and low. Oh, my low. A couple weeks ago, our family hamster died. Oh. Uh, Biscuit was her name. <laughs> our, our first pet that we had had uh, in Winchester. She only was about two years old. Oh. So her, her life expectancy was about up. Um, so we had like a funeral and we buried her in the yard. And uh, now my kids are pushing for a dog. And I'm pushing back because we don't have time for a dog right, right now. But yeah. families like Melissa's and Joey's are always, you know, got all these cute pictures of their dogs and doing fun stuff with their dogs. So we'll, we'll see if I you can. Said they're, you said your kids are 12 and 9? 11 and 9, yeah. 11 and 9. So yeah. they say they're old enough to take care of a dog, but they're super busy. Right. And Courtney and I are busy. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the high is similar to um, Melissa's. And that was just having, having students back in the classroom. But especially for me this semester, I'm teaching two classes that are mostly first years, uh, an FYS and Psych 101. And I was worried just because I've never taught two first year classes. But then with this group, I mean, really, like, they haven't had a real school year, you know, since, what, they were sophomores, maybe? Yeah. Um, so I, w I was sort of anxious that it would just be awkward and maybe need sort of a high-maintenance approach to the classes, but they've been good so far. I, I get a sense from this class that they're ready to just soak it all yeah, up yeah. as much as possible. Like, I haven't um, had any absences. Like, barely any students show up late. You know, they're, they're ready. They want to talk. Yeah. Uh, even with the masks on, they, they want to participate. Um, yeah, so good job, Andy, bringing them in. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. It's a it's a it's a pretty special class, I think. They're they've um, they've been through a lot, but they, I think, we talked to them about the Shenandoah of pre-COVID and what what we can look like, um, and they they've trusted us on that. So um, so yeah, you, you it's up to you now to deliver that, and you, <laughs> Melissa, to deliver that. So we're trying. Um, yeah. 
All right, next section, next segment, excuse me, of this section of the show here. Let's uh, have your Hornet hot take, Andy. So this is your moment to rant about anything you would like. Yeah, I, I, uh, for those in the listening audience, I'm not, I'm not much of a ranter. Uh, I'm a pretty patient person in general, um, and so I, I, I have a high level of tolerance for a lot of things. Um, so what I will say is, um, I, th- I think the. What I see at times is my largest frustration uh, around campus is kind of a, a, a lack of attention to some of the details that happen around campus. I think you mentioned parking is a great example of that, Melissa. Um, you know, we out front of admissions have 10 or so spots that are dedicated strictly to admissions visitors. And I can't tell you pretty much on a daily basis how often non-visitors are parking in those spaces. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, not that big of a deal, right? But what impression does that give off to our first-year students, to our visiting students, if they have to drive around looking for parking? Um, and I, I think there's those kind of small examples in the details that happen throughout campus at times where where people are just being humans, right? And they're just not necessarily uh, thinking through what impact this, what might seem like a small decision may have on enrollment or retention or recruitment and and how that really does make a difference and and those impressions matter first impressions and then every other impression after that makes a huge difference and so for us always trying to keep that at the top of mind is key um i know not everybody else is tasked with our job though too so i think that's such a good one and that's very well stated and that's something we try to harp on in our program is doing the right thing and if it's as simple as what you're saying parking that's designated for visitors and guests i do you have campus safety's phone number they are located in our building because i call Um, them a lot yes we do and i am the first person i have zero zero tolerance for people parking in handicap zones zero and i have them on speed dial so i would just suggest calling because honestly when they start ticketing officially when is that coming up soon soon october soon oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be making a lot of phone calls because the reality is is that until there's a consequence there might not be change in action so I think you're spot on with that. I think that's a really good point. And, and little 1% things, they do add yeah. up. They yeah. really, really do. They make a difference. You know? and, and I think, I think especially for an institution that, that we pride ourselves on being a caring community, we pride ourselves on being student-centered, you know, we have, those little things are the things that show and make that impression that we are, we are student-centered, that, that we care about them. Right. All right, Andy, new segment. This one is called Your POV, where we're going to ask you to give us a perspective on your department, so admissions and recruitment, that faculty might not be aware of. So from your point of view, what's something that you want people to know about? Yeah, I think a lot of times faculty think um, we are salespeople, um, and uh, that's not what I see our job as, um, and I think that's what our, our team in general does not see their job as that. Um, our job is to authentically represent what is already happening here on campus. When I think of sales, I think of their job is to close the deal, and that's it at the end of the day. Um, that's not our job. Our job is to represent the university and, and show to a student why this might be the place where they can thrive. Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot of times that might mean 
having a conversation with a prospective student to say, this is not the right place for you. This is not a place where you can thrive. And here are you know, five other places that you should mm -hmm. look at. Um, and so our, our, our team, our staff, really, um, really value the, the, the counselor part of their title um, and, and the work that comes along with that, the mentorship that comes along with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of the times though, and I've had conversations with faculty members who have said, you know, well, I'm nervous about having prospective students in my class because that means that I need to change the way that I teach or that I need to make something more exciting than it is. And that's not what, that's not what I would expect. What I would expect is, no, these students wanna see what life is actually like in your classroom. So whatever you were planning on doing in that day, please continue to do that because yeah. that, that's what we want to see. Well, we, we don't think of, you know, you hear the title admissions counselor. Right. Counselors, half of that. Right. Right. So, I mean, and you've got a social work background. I do. Yeah. So I love seeing the, the psychology aspect. That's right. In there. And you must use psychology all the time. Uh, I, I do. Um, psychology, sociology. I mean, the, the social work aspect at the economics come into my job a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and having an understanding of kind of the societal systems that impact enrollment and then the behavioral economics that also then plays into enrollment decisions as well uh, is really helpful in this position for sure. Uh, very untraditional to, be a, to have an MSW in this job for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it has really helped me and, and I, I really value it. Um, I can't tell you that this was the path that I thought I was gonna be on when I went into grad school, uh, but it, it definitely has benefited me for sure. Cool. Next segment which is also new. And this was conjured up <laughs> in just lots of giggling, I believe. Um, but Shannon do's and Shannon don'ts. Mm. Advice for new faculty or just people new to Shenandoah in general. From your perspective, Andy, go for it. So in my Shannon do, um, and I'm just thankful that I got that right the first time I said it, <laughs> uh, is, uh, you know, go, go out and make explore this community and I would say this for perspective for new faculty for new students new staff members along the line explore the community um, really kind of dive into various facets that are uh, across Shenandoah it's a pretty diverse place in terms of what we offer um, and there's a lot of different types of faculty staff students that are here uh, and so the more exploration that we do that you do the more you keep that curiosity at the top of your mind um, I think the more enriching this experience becomes. Uh, my Shannon don't, um, I guess is really kind of just to take off the opposite of that, but I also do think that students in some areas across the university tend to allow themselves to get into a silo um, and, and think of themselves as I'm a basketball player or I'm a conservatory student or I'm a, you know, a nursing student and that's their identity. Um, rather than the identity being Shenandoah as a whole. I mean, you um, could put faculty in there too. Yeah. I, I, we silo ourselves plenty. I, I think staff silo themselves. You know, I, I think we all, it's easy for us all to stay in our comfort zone and to surround ourselves with people who we feel like are similar to us. Um, but the, the more students really and staff and faculty put themselves out there um, and, and actively try to push back against that, I think the better off, the better off they're going to be. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's like a Shenandoah do 
and a Shen and Don't together. Yeah, right. I tried to, I tried to just don't combine them all together. Don't live in the silos. Right. Do appreciate Shenandoah for everything it right. is. Exactly. Good. All right. So the title of the show is uh, Buzzwords. So what's your buzzword, Andy? What's a buzzword that you try to embody in your work here at SU? I think for me, um, what I, the one word that comes to mind when I think of what I try to embody is respect. Um, I think respect for my colleagues across the university. You know, I'm, I mentioned it earlier. I'm a pretty patient, pretty tolerant person in general. And I, and I think I, that all stems from respect for each other and wanting to make sure that um, I, I don't cross that line for no reason. Um, I think respect for uh, our prospective students and our current students, respect for what, what lives they have lived up to this point and knowing that there's really probably no life experience that is the exact same as another and trying to understand how that life experience has made them who they are, has gotten them to this point, and has contributed, from my, from my seat, has contributed to what's on their transcript, or has contributed to, in the past, their SAT and ACT scores, has contributed to their ability to look like they can be successful um, here at Shenandoah or not. Um, and so trying to, trying to have a good, healthy respect for that, I think, is, is really the, the, the key of what we do on a regular basis. Um, in, in admitting students to the university. Excellent. Well, we respect that, and uh, we respect you, Andy, and the job you're doing in admissions Thanks. and everybody else over there. Anything you want to plug before we wrap up here? Got any events coming up? Uh, we do have a number of events coming up. We're, we're doing a, a mixture of both in-person uh, open houses this year and virtual open houses. That is the uh, blessing and curse that COVID has foisted upon us is now there's an expectation of doing both yeah, in-person and virtual <laughs> everything. Doing everything, yep. every way. Everything and everything and every way. I'd say the biggest thing I want to plug is fall 2022. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is yet, but the Shenandoah Marching Band will be making their first appearance oh, yeah. on the field. Um, and so I've, uh, we've been heavily involved in this conversation um, in our office. Uh, and we're really, really pumped to see what that can bring to the community here, and uh, both both athletically, but just across the board. It's been really great to be a part of that committee, that hiring committee, to see conservatory faculty and athletics staff coming together around, um, you know, around a, a central theme. So it's 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 exciting to see. I think it will really embody Shenandoah as a whole. Yeah, I heard. I don't know if it was the marching band or just a group of conservatory students playing. It might have been the pep band. But they were practicing the other day while we were playing disc golf on the, the temporary oh, campus disc golf course that yeah. Brian Wigley is setting up with his class. Uh, and they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the marching band hasn't, hasn't started yet. We're still in the process of finalizing the director uh, hire. But, um, but we're close. We're really close. So that we're, I'm excited to see where it will go. All right, well, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Andy. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Mel. Joey. Joey, thanks for not coming. We miss you, Joey. Yeah. Or, or Dewey. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I we'll, don't know. we'll find to out. To be determined if we miss him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, our sponsor of the day, we want to thank. Um, our sponsor today is or are masks, face coverings for reducing the spread of COVID, good, 
and also, unfortunately, reducing the intelligibility of students' voices in the classroom for the past two years. But make no mistake, I am pro-mask, even if I have to have my hand up by my ear to signal to students for the whole class that they need to talk louder because I can't hear what they're saying. Masks covering Scott's facial hair <laughs> since 2020. That's, That's right, probably it? good for your, your wife, but you sh you're not wearing a mask around her to cover up that stash. You no, most of the time. No, there. no. Mask, mask did its job with, uh, with facial hair, too. All right, well, our email, send us something, buzzwords at su.edu. Next week, or our next episode in a couple weeks, will be Emily Berner from Alumni Relations. Anything Just else, in Mel? time for homecoming, so yeah. that'll be great timing on our on our part. Good job, team. Great to have you here, Andy. Thank you both. Great this job with our freshman class. Thank you. Until then, keep, keep on buzzing. buzzing.